Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Coronavirus in Africa Updates Podcast, where we share and discuss facts, reports, and personal stories concerning COVID-19 in Africa and how the continent is tackling this global threat. My name is Osagi Alonge. I'm Jibala Lawal. Okay, guys, we have to apologize before we go ahead. Yeah. We were just talking about pod fadding, right? And yes. apparently the statistics is that most podcasts don't make it beyond the fifth episode. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to announce to you that this is our sixth episode and we have broken the jinx. Yep. Good to know. I mean, it took, it took quite a bit of time yeah. and, and effort to yeah. break it, but here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So guys, thank you for listening. Um, it's been five episodes. This is our sixth episode. So we're still here. Um, please remember to send us a mail to fanmail at covid19 in africa.info. That is fanmail at covid19 in africa.info. Um, Jibola, yeah, tell me mm-hmm. where have you been <laughs> and uh, why haven't we recorded an episode <laughs> in weeks? Is okay to, to answer the first question. I've I've mostly been at home up, up until very recently when I had to make a trip. Um, to an undisclosed location, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to to tie a few um, knots that I couldn't because of the insurgency. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aside from that, I've spent a lot of time at home, working from home, um, learning as I always do, mm-hmm. um, studying. Um, so uh, right now, at the moment, I'm I'm trying to put together a. I hate using the term machine learning or AI or yeah. any one of those things because yeah. I, I feel like the those terms are overused. They're buzzwords. Yeah, they're buzzwords. I hate buzzwords with everything in me. But I'm I'm trying to put together a something called a um, generative adversarial network model to experiment with some ideas. I'll discuss yeah. those ideas yeah. with you after the podcast. Okay, great. So yeah. since we've not been traveling, how come we've not been recording the podcast? Uh, I'm asking both of us. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll answer very, very quickly. So, it, in all honesty, the entire situation started to take its toll, right? Mm. Um, all things considered, trying to maintain the best um, health in all the ways, mental yeah. health and all of that, it runs away with you. That's one. On, on the second hand, it's also the fact that, okay, suddenly you don't have commute in your conversation and then the the pressure to deliver just suddenly goes all the way up. Yeah. Yeah, and that... For me, that was the reason. What was yours? I think I just got numb to everything. Okay, I think fair. I was super excited, not just about doing the podcast, but mm-hmm. about, you know, COVID, you know, there yeah. was the group, the WhatsApp group yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah, created, yeah, 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 yeah. sending links, you know, yeah, really yeah, trying to yeah. analyze minds, and yeah. all that. And at yeah. some point, you know, I just got tired of discussing everything. Yeah. And, and 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 it's also because I think in Nigeria, we didn't see, even though there's a spike in growth, but we didn't, it didn't become the Real. very big problem like the US had where we saw cases, you know, doubling or tripling. Yeah. I also didn't hear of anybody on my street who got COVID mm-hmm. or, okay. you know, people I know who got COVID. I mean, I knew oh, one or two people, but I mean, it wasn't every day you were hearing people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. got the virus. So, fair, fair, fair. you know, it, it started to normalize itself in society. True. And I'll be very fair. It also got to me. And then again, I was just like, what are we then going to discuss? Yeah, I mean, there was stuff to discuss. I, I got that. Yeah. I got that as well. Or it just 
kept driving on and driving on. Mm. And of course, there's work, you yeah. know, businesses open <laughs> and it just takes your time. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very and, true. But, but, you know, I tried to stay in contact, say, hey, man, we need to. We need, we to, need record, to. Yeah. And yeah. I remember we scheduled one day. I didn't show up <laughs> myself, you know, and all that. Yeah. But um, we're in the studio now and, and it's good to be here. I think that's why this is working. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's I'm, good I'm, to be here. Yeah. I'm, I mean, to, to add to what you were saying, I think for me, what, what it then became... What was the key driver for me for getting that, for want of a better expression, COVID fatigue was, Mm -hmm. so we had a sense of awareness of, okay, this is the kind of um, situation we're dealing with. But then not everybody else got that sense of awareness. Like people didn't care. Yeah. People were not um, staying indoor. They were outdoor Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Mm -hmm. want of a better expression. I guess so. And it, it just, for me, my thinking was, and the way to deal with any, um, for want of a better expression, pandemic situations, yeah. is you need to, so you go back to game theory, you need to be thinking more of the next guy mm. than yourself. And in doing that, you're protecting yourself. yourself. You, you dig. So even the mask wearing is not, the mask wearing, for the quality of the mask that we have, yeah. it's not, unless you're wearing an N95, right? Yeah. You're not wearing an N95, you're not wearing a regular Ankara mask to protect yourself. Right, mm. it's to protect the next man. Do you see? And yeah. for me, that energy wasn't being, for want of a better expression, um, normalized. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't normalized. Yeah. So my energy just became, you know what? Just get your immunity up. <laughs> <laughs> you dig, like you know, yeah, yeah. So I, I, and I think you're right. You remember when you talked about creating like clear symbols in society to yeah. drive the narrative yes. and to drive it? Yes. I think the Lagos State Government, you know, started something, attempted to, you know, mask up Lagos, but it, I, I believe it then goes beyond. You know, um, I, I think what was missing from that was that identity. It was. That thing wasn't created. It you know, wasn't you watch V for Vendetta, right? The yep. mask. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. sends the message. Yes. And there are yeah, like correct. a million things, right? I guess that, that's why when, you know, the World Cup is starting or the Olympics is starting, there's a, there's a mascot, there's a design, yep. right? That yep. drives, you yep. know, the narrative throughout that tournament. Yeah, very and correct. I think that's what we didn't create, mm. you know? Very creative. Sorry, I, I, and I, <laughs> I think it's something we can still do. Do I you think? You. Do you think people are beyond it? No, um, there's no human being beyond um, how do you say social engineering, mm. which is pretty much what we're describing. There's mm. nobody beyond that. Mm. It would just take a lot more effort now than at the start of the epidemic when we had everybody's attention. We'll go into how Africans are actually taking COVID-19 seriously. Yeah, yeah. But as we always do, let's, you know, go across the world and check out what, What's going what on. the stats are, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, across the world right now, total number of infections, 16 million. As expected. Yeah, 16 million. Yeah. Um, total number of deaths, 645,000. Um, total recovered, 9 million. Okay. Okay. And in cases in Africa, infected, 830,000. Not up to a million yet. Not to, yeah. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, number of deaths, 17,538. Number of recovered, 485, 399. Now, you can then argue that, you know, um, the data gathering in Africa might be, you know, inaccurate. Yeah. Way inaccurate. To because, put it lightly. Yeah, yeah. You know how I feel about Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, specifically, Nigeria, total number of infected, 16,000. Hey, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Total number of deaths eight hundred and fifty-six thousand. Wait, what? 
No, it can't be the eight. Oh, sorry, eight hundred and fifty-six. Okay, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> yeah. And um, recovered sixteen thousand. No, no, recovered is is um I think about hold on. Should be slightly lower than half. Of yeah, yeah. Total number of recovered is actually sixteen thousand. Total number of cases is thirty-nine thousand. Thirty-nine thousand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Total number of cases. Well, I mean, it's still laughable, right? Or yes, you laughed at sixteen thousand. <laughs> Anyways, across yeah. Africa, South Africa is dealing with um, 434,200 cases. Wow. So they've always been... They've been ahead of the They've curve. always been ahead, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I think it's just blowing up from there, but it's way more than other African countries. So and to w- put in I'm, context, Egypt follows with just 91,000. Mm-hmm. So what is going on in South Africa? So what I'm going to try to do um, after this um, recording is to... I'm going to try to... Um, because in my head, I'm trying to mentally, uh, how do you say, map it out, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to try to do is to correlate locations with the mm. numbers, right? Um, if my hypothesis is wrong, the numbers would start to, for want of a better expression, of course, all um, factors considered, mm-hmm. it should the numbers should um, reduce as you advance toward the equator. Should. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong mm-hmm. again, but... It's something to consider. I think for a, for 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 some time, our theory was, was you know, the weather thing. Yeah. Was the weather thing? Mm-hmm. Was also how many people actually traveling or you know shuttle between those yes. African countries and Europe and, or and the US? Europe, yes, and the um, for want of a better expression, the ground zeros. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's worth considering. So location, mm-hmm. um, climate, and then um, the uh, how do you say? The airline routes, mm. like how many flights a day do you have between? Are those the countries that have the most stopovers? Exactly. Stuff like that? Yes, yes, yes. It's it it's it'll be fun to just throw it into Tableau and see what comes out. I think I think we're also not doing a lot of um, like data analysis when it comes to Africa. I've seen a lot outside. I've seen yeah. a lot in the US. You know, in the US, it's even broken down by states. You know, the media do a really good job. You know, of, breaking yeah. it down, yeah. So what gets my goat is, and I guess I need to um, move past it, but once I have an inkling that the data I'm dealing with has integrity issues, yeah. I just, I'm discouraged. You let for, go, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, what's the point? You you just be... Your analysis is rough. Like, yeah, your, your, your analysis is wrong. And exactly. You, you can't then make, you know... You can't make um, decisions off no, that data because no, it's going to no, because you yeah. you just be misleading people. Yeah, do, do you see? And across the board, guess what? Data, um, data gathering, analysis, um, um, decision science, and all of that. To some extent, there um, there are parts of it that are in, inexact, and that's why you deal with. Oh, so, what are your key assumptions going mm-hmm. in? But this one that you can't even pinpoint what your key assumptions are. What are you doing? Mm. So for me, that's what that's my key drawback. But I mean, it's interesting to be able to, even with the data that we seem to have, just see what it looks like mm-hmm. across the board. Okay, two things here. First thing is, you know, if you have inaccurate data, what you do is you go and remeasure, right? And yes. and and then have like maybe two or three different, you know, um, yeah, um, data sets, data sets that you can compare. then compare and all that. Yeah. But the problem here is <laughs> you are actually testing human beings. Yes. So if you go yes. to you know a local government, right, and you know um, the state government says or the health, you know, authority you know, authority says, oh, we tested, you know, um, 
I don't know, we tested 100 people here mm-hmm. and we got 5% yes. with COVID. Yes. And you then go and test the 100 people or mm-hmm. even test, increase the data set and, it, and test the 1,000 people to yes. see if the percentage measurement, you know, is... Correlates, you know, yeah. But it's, it's difficult because you literally have to go and test people. And One, it's super expensive. And it's a very, very uncomfortable test. Test. Do, so yeah. you probably won't even... So gathering different data sets other than what the authorities have provided is pretty hard. Yeah. How do difficult. you... Like, do you have any solution going around that? Or do we just have to <laughs> say we would wait for what the authorities, well, authorities I mean, tell us? Un- unfortunately, with um, you either work with what you have um, or you you go and remeasure. Unfortunately, remeasuring is not as much of a, an option in this case. Can you also say that... Okay, um, I think the biggest problem we're seeing is that they're not testing enough people, so we're not seeing enough people with COVID cases, mm-hmm. right? We're not getting enough COVID cases. Yes. Can you then say, okay, I'm going to 2X or 3X this and then give my estimates? On what basis? On the basis that we know <laughs> that they're not testing enough. That's mm-hmm. why we don't have COVID cases. Yeah, so because the truth is, in, in picking any sample, right, your, your sample should... A, to some extent, be representative of your general population size. Yeah, to yeah. Get. So, but to be able to say that this data set is, we've already established that the data set is, um, that it has integrity issues, true or false. Mm-hmm. True. Dig, yeah. So, to borrow a um, religious reference, if the foundation is destroyed, like you are two xing a destroyed foundation, yeah, two xing. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. yeah, big side. What's going on in Madagascar? <laughs> they came up with this, you know, had had really good PR. That was yes. the president, right? The yeah. prime minister, and he was, you know, drinking it from the bottle. Yep. It looked like something you can buy in Lagos traffic. This is the work of haters. You know? <laughs> it's haters. It it's looked haters. like something. And Nigerians are like, ship this thing in, mix it with La Casera. The yeah. guy's selling and Let's buy it for two 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 fifty. Yep, yep. It's, it's haters. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're hearing weeks later, we're hearing that, you know, the, and, the number of cases has really, you know, increased yeah. in the country. And, and you, know, you know, this is why um, core scientists are always very particular about, okay, you know what, let's do testing. Let's have someone else look at your data and then try and recreate what you've done. Yeah. You dig. If they, if they had been more scientifically rigorous with what they had, yeah. right? Yeah. Share with everybody else and say, okay, you know what, you guys try this thing out. Before leading with the PR, we wouldn't have this egg on the face situation mm. that there is. You dig. Um, I mean, again, to play the devil's advocate, we also don't know how deep the penetration of the sharing of uh, the, uh, the... The drinks. The drinks, the cure. And with that said, we also need to look at the data itself and see, okay, it's, it's all well and good for the cases to increase. What is the rate of people recovering from? Yeah, you, you dig because, from what I remember, it's a cure, not a vaccine. Yeah, you dig. So, yeah. the jury is still kind of out a little I, bit. I want us to talk about schools. Yes, right. There's this whole thing about schools should resume. You know, it's and it's a global conversation. So mm-hmm. in the US as well, they are. I think the president has you know ordered and and, and has given his um is, a uh, green flag for yes. schools to resume. Right. Okay. And and that conversation is also happening in Africa. You know, I'm seeing conversations in South Africa about mm-hmm. schools reopening. Um, some bodies are saying, you know, they want to open tourism again in SA, even yeah. though the number of cases are increasing. Yep. Um, what is interesting is, you know, these conversations about, you know, schools opening are actually happening on Zoom. 
and not <laughs> you know what, yeah, right. what, what are your thoughts on school resuming do you think it's been difficult you know teaching kids it's it, it, at home sorry at it, home yeah yes, it's yes. been difficult do yeah. you think schools should continue I know in Lagos, I think they're about to go into their third term. Yeah. They're just about going into their third term. Yeah. How yeah. how what how do you see it? Hmm. Yeah, I mean the it's a difficult question to answer because one you have to consider that um, the the conversation around schools resuming you 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 have to wonder to yourself is it really truly about schools themselves like. Are people worried about schools resuming because of the children or because of another reason? Because mm. stay with me here. If the schools resume, then do you have any other reason to keep everywhere else closed? Do you see? You actually don't. Yeah. So it's it may it may be strategic to a certain extent. But if I'm, I'm encountering each issue on the face of it, I do believe that it's a it's something that we need to get our best minds on and come up with um, solutions that apply per jurisdiction. Why? Because, for instance, in the same America that we have in view, of course, that solution definitely would not work here. But some, um, I don't call them currents, but some, <laughs> some school moms, yeah. right, have bandied together and they've they've gotten like. I think they call them home pods. So they they'd get like okay so maybe there's four children mm-hmm. or 10 children on living on the same street so they're in the same environment right so then they get a teacher who teaches yeah. like around their ages and then yeah. they they co how do you say is it co quarantine habitat or whatever it is and then pretty much so the amount those parents would pay f- to send their children to school I mean I, I believe it's marginally less than they would, right? Yeah. And then, but of course, the economies of scale of it is such that it's drastically more than the teacher themselves would collect. Do you see? So let's wow. assume. Yes, exa- exactly. So let's assume your, your average teacher in Lagos collects 80K, right? And then. I, you know, like doing this research, I mm-hmm. found out that teachers are badly paid. They are horribly paid. It's teachers shocking. Are horribly pa- no, it's not shocking. Again, because of the um, project we discussed yeah. beforehand, I got to know firsthand how terribly teachers are paid. It is shocking. <laughs> Why is it shocking to you, Osage? It is shocking because the schools charge a lot. Oh, so yes, I'm wondering where this money is going to. So they would tell you that it goes into overhead, um, sometimes rent, um, renewables. No, not renewables, but like um, consumables and all of those things. You dig. But again, you must remember that... Uh, Schools are a business. You, you understand? Mm. So mm. okay, okay. Profit. Not to divert. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so the the solutions that these school moms are coming up with. So let's assume are uh, safer. Yeah, it's safer because yeah. they are not living the communities in which they already live in. So let's take for instance your your kids on. Uh, so let's assume there's ten of children like that on your street, right? Yeah. And then you grab one of the teachers that is teaching at your child's school. Your your child is paid. Um, um, your, their teacher is paid 80k, right? And then you say to the teacher that for every child that comes into this class, mm-hmm. we'll pay you 10k. And that's 10k, that's 100k already. That's 20 grand more than that teacher is earning. So this is the um, model. bespoke solution, solution that 
some American school moms are developing in communities. But you see, where where it then creates another problem is so the children in the projects and poor communities. Mm. How are they not left behind? Mm. Mm. Do, you, do mm. you get? Yeah. So that's why I said we need our best thinkers thinking for each jurisdiction, each situation. You, you understand? Above um, the line, below the line, through the line. Yes. You, so you are thinking for the the people who can afford it, the people who can't. And of course, with your preference for and focus on the people who cannot because they most likely make the majority of who will be affected yeah. by this um, drawback in time, so to speak. Yeah. Wow, that's quite interesting. Um, I want us to talk about you. You've you've been moving around Nigeria, you know, um, and I want I want I, I just want to feel the temperature of not COVID, not your temperature, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, your temperature is below what it's meant to be around what twenty nine. Yeah, about that twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. good. So yeah, that's that's fine. Sorry, thirty nine. Abi, is it thirty nine? <laughs> It can't. I, I'm sorry, it can't be that. I it can't I, be I believe it's thirty six point something. Okay, if it's yeah. thirty nine. I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling. Please I'm calling call IDH. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I wanted to really just understand how people are taking COVID nineteen seriously, and we can end up, you know, in Lagos or some other cities mm-hmm. in Africa. But you've traveled across and yeah. you've gone into. Um, I mean, if we're staying in Lagos, it means moving out of Lagos. You've yes, gone into course. places that are, you know, and met and, you know, interacted with people that are less privileged mm-hmm. and less educated. Yes. How how are Nigerians taking COVID-19? Nigerians are not taking COVID-19 very seriously. That's, <laughs> that's the easy answer. Um, are they wearing masks? Okay, so... on their Over their nose and mouth. <laughs> Even in Lagos, a, a whole bunch of people are just wearing masks around their chin. Mm-hmm. You dig? Yeah. So think of... Think of Lagos, think of Abuja, right? Yeah. And then scale it down by a, a an order of magnitude of three. Do you understand? And mm. that's the kind of response you're getting. In this particular uh, northern city, you the number of masks that I saw in town outside of the airport did not number more than 10. So pretty much like... What? Yes. Fun stuff, right? So there was an airline staff that... I knew. Okay, so uh, first they, of all, let's, let's even start with the airline. <laughs> how 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 you know um, seriously so, did the airline did did the the airport you know authority take yeah. wearing masks and you know following all the procedures they put out? Yes. Then how was it like on the plane? Okay, so the to be honest with you, there was a you could see that a whole lot of work had gone into um, setting all those designated. Oh, stand here, wait here. Yeah. And then very, very quickly, when people were introduced into the mix, all of that went out of the window. Of course, there was, there was always a random person that would say, social distancing. <laughs> yeah. so, so, social distancing. Uh-huh. You, you dig? But outside of that, like practically, guess what? I even found fault with the purported social distancing markings because, okay, so you are distancing me from the next guy by half a meter. Mm. Mm. Interesting. You, you dig? So, but... Outside of that, with the airlines, I mean, for the most part, they weren't serving any um, food on the planes. The no water. There was there was water. The, the water was there before you got before you okay, boarded. Okay, yeah. Um. So the did they factor that out of your the cost of flying? They did not. They did not. So I was going to. I don't know if I tweeted it, but Osage, between you and I, I'm happy. No member of my family owns an airline. 
um, it's it's terrible. You, I think the most number of passengers that I saw on any of the flights that I took, yeah, was twenty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, business class inclusive. You wow. Did, yeah, the most. So some flights, it's you and maybe seven others. You dig, um, but it's they are bleeding money. You, you dig. There's no way they are making a profit. Um, I, I see why. Um, I believe it was Geoffrey Oyema that was like, "Look, we need, uh, we need grants. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I don't see them doing this into December. It, it, it will not make sense. Wow, it's that bad. But." I mean, so again, from what I saw, as far as going with the um, preparations and all of that, mm-hmm. how how was it for you mentally, though? I had my N95 mask on. Okay. Yeah. Good start. <laughs> yeah. So I I felt a little bit of comfort, but then of course there was a lot of discomfort because then you have all it shows of that the strain. strain on your yeah. your face. Yeah. Um, um, hand wipes off. I was Naomi Campbell, pretty much wiping every <laughs> yeah. single surface. You, yeah, you dig. without the without the suit, <laughs> without yeah. the suit, yeah. you dig. So definitely without. The suit. Yeah. yeah. So the, there was all of that, but the funny part of it is, so they say right that they fumigate the plane mm. after every flight. I saw firsthand what this fumigation was, and it was pretty much a spray bottle. Too sure. I mean, we don't want to do. I'm any not mentioning any names, yeah. but yeah, it, they're just <laughs> pretty much. So, but the fun stuff is they were spraying seats, not hand, um, not hand, uh, not the not, handles, not, 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 not the arms, yeah. nothing. So, yeah, because they probably don't want the liquid to stay on the on the seats. You know, the the fabric of the chairs can just absorb it, and it's like oh. no. But but um, Osage, how are you spreading um COVID around with your bomb bomb? <laughs> True. It's actually the handle. It's, it's where your hands touch. It, so it, this is this is where the, I, I wiped the hands. I wiped the um, the the seat belt. Yes. Yeah. The headrest in front. And when of you were me. wiping all these things, was there like any brown brown? Was yes. it brown? Like the the rem- Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been wiped in a minute. So it wasn't as bad as it would usually be. Yeah. But it, it, it was still brown. So it didn't inspire a lot of confidence in me, yeah. in all honesty. But and, and once you touched down from the airport and got into town, yes. Oh, so from the airport, I, I was leaving, and there was there was one. Um, so not airline. Um, they were probably FAA, and but mm. long story short, like man was leaving the airport and just took off his mask the way say I, I'm taking off you know, a jacket, like you take off your tie, yeah. yeah, like just outside the airport, like he took it off, like. Pfft, and you walk by me, you dig so. Wow. Yeah, and then you go into town and you pretty much are the only mug wearing a mask. Like, they can tell them, hmm, this one has just come from a city somewhere. Maybe Lagos or Abuja or something. Do you, are you kind of segregated or? You're not. You're not. But you're they're not. just like, what's the big fuss? Yes, pretty much. I mean, so you talk to locals and they tell you, mm, it's only Lagos and Abuja. And like, oh, okay, but mm. they said you guys had a spike in cases here. What's yeah. happening? You dig so yeah, it it's just I don't know. Get your immunity up. And in terms of immunity, what are you taking? And this is not to say, you know, again, this it's is not medical good. advice. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, but what are you taking? Um uh, so it's a it's a mushroom cocktail 
Hold on, no psychedelic mushrooms. Oh God, okay, just about calm down, to, yeah. calm down. But it's it's um it's turkey tail, it's um reishi chaga, pretty much mushrooms that have a reputation for strengthening the human immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some zinc in there, but I don't take zinc every day because even though it's it's good for uh, it's good to supplement zinc, but you. You shouldn't do it as often for your liver, right? Okay. Then there's some vitamin D in there. I mean, so as you can see, I have a little bit of a tan. So mm-hmm. I come out really early in the morning to exercise. Okay. Get some vitamin D in, you dig. And of course... When, when you're running, do you wear a mask? No. It's very uncomfortable. It's, it, it is, it is, it is. And I mean, I'm not wearing one of... I'm not preparing for the marathon, so I'm not going to wear one of those. Um what those ones called the acclimatization yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just forget it. And I mean, already with the studies that have come out, like as long as you're not running with someone directly in front of you, the mm-hmm. stream of their uh, projectiles from their mouth is not going to. You've it's not likely this, to. Yeah, yeah, on previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. on previous episodes rather. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to hear, you know, um, Jibola really break down, you know. COVID and the spread, you can listen to previous episodes. Pretty interesting things there. Yep. So, Africa has registered a 23% increase. That's what the World Health Organization says. Mm-hmm. Are you... Should we be overtly worried or is that a number that we would have expected? No matter what um, the, the increase in numbers are, we should be concerned. Mm-hmm. Again, Going back to previous episodes, I I remember saying that look, it's not necessarily the spread and the extent of the disease that is something to worry about. It's its effect on on the psyche, on the markets, on our behavior toward each other, on going about business and life as normal. Yeah. Because it has that disruption, right? Um, but yes, as it is now, it's it's expected. But I guess what I also kind of expect the numbers to be more. And this is where having, uh, how do you say, having that uh, uncertainty about the integrity of your data comes in. Mm-hmm. You dig so, get your immunity up today. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we would have a a doctor come in on the next episode. Yeah, that that'll be dope. talk about immunity and what what yeah. people should actually take. Yep. Um. So why why aren't people taking this thing seriously? My theory is because not a lot of people are seeing people they know or, you know, learning of people they know con- contact the virus. I think that's why people aren't taking it seriously. Because you go in, go out every day. I survived another day. I don't know anybody who has the virus. So, hey, man, hey, I, it, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I mean, up until maybe like five years ago, there, there were still people, Nigerians, that would tell you, HIV, is Elijah. You dig? True. Yeah, so it, 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 it's that way. It's the, it's the way the human, uh, the way our psyche works. Like, it doesn't get real for you until the shit gets real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse my French. I've also seen, um, I've also seen people trust, you know, their friends more, their family members more than an outsider. And I keep explaining to them that there's no difference between, just because this person is related to you or you have a relationship with this person, <laughs> doesn't mean this person is, you know, um, less likely to... To mislead you. You know, or, or you know, or give you the virus. Oh, yeah. Yes, know? exactly. You exactly. Know? It's, um, it, I mean, it, it's a, I don't know if it's a psychological flaw, but it, it's, it, it's, 
when you, when you think of um, in-group dynamics and out-group dynamics, it's why um, we're, we're not so positively disposed to people whose views conflict drastically from ours. Mm-hmm. Do you see? So you have, mm. as a social example, so let's say you live in a gated community and there's a single um, lady, young lady, unmarried and all of that. I mean, already in your head, you can already see the gossip developing, mm-hmm. right? So you have your in group is the married um, married couples and families in the community, and yeah. then there's that one lady. Mm. You dig, or you yeah in a majority Muslim uh, society, or yeah in majority Christian society, and then someone from another group comes in. There always has to be that um, extra level of uh, tolerance, so to speak, that yeah. comes into play. So when you bring it closer to home with this context, it's you, we expend a lot of, and it's the psychology of trust in game theory, right? We expend a lot of trust trying to figure out who and who not to trust such that it, it does not help us to not trust the people that we are in the same in-group with. Yeah. You dig, like yeah. it's the brain power. We don't, we don't need to spend it that way. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a, how do you say, it's a bias of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also see, you know, from a social media perspective, I see the conversations have dropped. Yes, um, of course. COVID isn't even trending on Twitter anymore. No, it's not. It hasn't trended in weeks, you know. I remember, you know, when once you had, you know, the cases reported every evening. I think even the, the NCDC has yeah. kind of pushed it into the late night, like yeah, 11 yeah, p.m. Yeah. You know, people are asleep. I, you know, I was worried that um, they would get so overwhelmed by the uh by the entire situation that they would stop releasing data mm-hmm. that was what i expected um i mean they've conversation for after the post podcast right they've developed very very uh creative ways to try and <laughs> control the inflow of new, yeah yeah <laughs> new, yeah, new data yeah. You get. So, but with that said it's it's just it's the fatigue it's the fatigue you and i felt right and maybe we want people to kind of not not move past it but live beyond it because I don't know that it's sustainable for us as a society to live in that constant state of uncertainty. Mm. Mm. So just like brace it. That's what you're saying. Embrace it and just, you know, brace up. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Um, What do you think COVID is teaching us? That's our third topic. What do you think COVID is teaching us? And I'll give you an example. COVID has taught a lot of business owners that, hey, man, we might just work remotely. This remote stuff yeah. isn't bad. Yeah. You know, I know before now, a lot of Nigerian businesses or companies don't yes. like remote work. Yes. They like everybody coming, punching, must, in, you know, do your you. nine to five. I must see you on your mm-hmm. seat, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. But, I mean, banks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of banks. My my, mm-hmm. my neighbor trades at a bank and yeah. he's been working from home. He has his screens and everything Amazing. set up, you know. and, and they What's the security of that setup? Um, so they came and installed like, okay. you know, a whole thing on his okay. work laptop and all okay. that. So okay. you can't bypass, okay. you know, it's, awesome. it's really, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. And, and, and I mean, you wouldn't have expected that to happen six months ago. No. So, you know, there are more Zoom calls, more Zoom meetings. I've mm-hmm. done more Zoom meetings with people that I would have gone to, yeah. you know, CCX to have yeah. catfish yeah. or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 And so, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, so that's that's one trend, you know, just meeting up with people. There are more phone calls going on. There are more WhatsApp video calls yeah. going on and all that. What are the trends you, you've, you That I'm know, noticing. Yeah. Um, I think 
from from my perspective, what am I? What are we learning? Yeah, it, we we're we're also learning a an awareness of how much germs we are passing to each other every day. <laughs> like in, in in the handshakes, I, yeah. I have I have a very um, uh, close friend that is like, look, after this thing is over, I'm happy. I now have a, an excuse to not shake a hand ever again. I've never been a big you know shaker of hands, <laughs> but um, you know it almost comes off as almost comes off as, as disrespect. As rude, yes. If yes. you don't shake people, yeah. and, you know people like really stretch yeah, out yeah, their yeah, hands, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a sign of oh nice, I'm yes, meeting you, yes. and I really don't shake like shaking people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this. I, I'm not shaking people anymore till I die. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just going to dap you and I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, hey, COVID mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, Even mm-hmm. when COVID goes, I'm like, yeah, off. Yeah. Because in all honesty, you truly don't know where that person's hands have been. Bro. <laughs> it's like, like truly, truly, yeah. truly. Yeah. You, you dig. And I guess it, I try not to be too germophobic because it, it just messes with you. But it, you. I've I've played with like looking at random household things under a microscope. I at some point I had a microscope at home, right? Yeah. And I would just oh it's, it's my phone, good. let me put it. Yeah, it's um, horrible. It's it's horrible. It's very, very people, disgusting. People take their phones to the toilet. Yes, they do. Yeah. It, it, we are we talked about flushing and you know, not yes. covering the bowl. Like you, you dig so but yeah. I, I I mean you don't die from these things, right? So it, it's it's something I've been thinking a lot about and for me, the the headline of that thought, I'll come right back to the lessons we've learned mm-hmm. from COVID. But the headline of that thought is everything is stochastic. Now, stochastic is just uh, is big English for everything is probabilistic, right? Like for instance, now you, I'll give you a clear example. Your, do you know? Do you have an idea how much your um, genetic makeup changes has changed between last night and right now? I have no idea. Okay, so going by the amount of epigenetic changes so epigenetic changes are changes to your genome that have happened um after you were born out of the womb pretty Mm. much right Mm. so in essence your genetic code is not hard-coded simple it can so to say mutate yes for want of a better expression right so too many sci-fi movies but yeah (laughs) but guess what with the number of changes now I'm speaking very broadly now. I'm I'm not going to go too deeply into the science, but with with the amount of changes that um, have happened to your genetic code, simply because you've gone into the environment mm-hmm. and come back at home, guess what? Even being at home, right? Yeah, it's such that the odds are you should wake up as a bowl of soup tomorrow <laughs> morning. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you get like yeah. your pretty okay? So like your your genes are a um, so think of like several switches, mm-hmm. like think of hundred switches on on the wall, and each switch says, "Okay, um, Osage is dark skinned, right?" And that genetic um, instruction is communicated across your body. Yeah. So that genetic instruction can change. Mm. Do you see? And why do you not wake up tomorrow light skinned all of a sudden, mm. right? And it's just. In essence, going back to my my um, my conversation about everything being stochastic, it's like because we've gotten so used to things just going as they do, yeah. we don't realize how much of an eggshell balance that we're on. Like going by what we know of math, like everything, nothing should go as they do. Like we actually should be living in a world of chaos. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're coming right back from that, 
Um, the biggest lesson that we've gotten from COVID is that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Mm. Dig. Like things going as they have is not guaranteed that they will go as they should. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. So of course that thinking should also factor in in making your decisions, um, making your choices. Um, it should also factor in in your engagements with other people, your engagement with how your business affects your general environment. Mm. Yeah, it's all well and good to pay your bills and all of that good stuff, but what are the long-term effects? I mean, on the other side, you can then become nihilistic, right? I'm yeah. just like, you know, it's all going to... It's, it's all going to... Hand yeah, basket yeah. anyway, so, yeah. But more importantly, um, the biggest lesson anybody should uh, take from COVID is to borrow from uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb is to think anti-fragile. So, what does it mean to think anti-fragile? Like, if hardship, the worst kind of hardship comes today, will my business survive? If you're not thinking in that way, tail risk events, like wildcard events will happen and then you're caught with your pants down and so mm. what do you do then? Do you dig? So if I, so let's assume, so for, for the entire time during the, uh, during the lockdown, so you run, say, a hotel, you aren't making any money. Yeah. Do you dig? So, Thinking anti-fragile would have been, okay, so this is my hotel. I walk up to Cornerstone and I say, okay, I'm going to um, give me an insurance package that if I don't earn money for two weeks, you you pay me back. Of course, they would do that. Just like, um, I think it was, was it Wembley? No, not Wembley Stadium. There was, a, there was a, I think, where they play. Um, Wimbledon? I think it's Wimbledon. Yes, yeah. I believe it was Wimbledon. You dig? They paid yeah. the insurance. Very expensive. Expensive. But, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they but, cashed out. But, but, yeah, guess what? Like, even um, anti... Uh, no. So, the, the kind of um, financial instruments that uh, um, NNT, Nicholas, was trading, right? They were such that you, you are paying a premium every year. Yeah. So, up to $300 million. Like, even... Because his investors trusted him, they didn't think too much about it. But now imagine if, for perspective, the convert $300 million to Naira, and then you are an uh, investment vehicle and yeah. you are spending, not making money back. Like, excuse me, Nicholas, why are you doing mm-hmm. that money? You mm-hmm. dig? Mm-hmm. But a downturn happens and you make um, annual, uh, uh, annual rate of return more than four or five X yeah. of what you what you would have usually made if you were just um investing which literally. probably covers up for all the premium exactly that you've been paying for. Over and over. You dig. So that is what we should be thinking. So you're thinking and not just as a business. So as, we should just give the insurance guys more money. So that no. <laughs> but but for, for that particular use case, right? It's that is what that's the that, approach yeah that, that was it that was the approach so mm-hmm. even you as a as an employee mm-hmm. you're thinking around okay so how do i make my earnings anti-fragile um, yeah of course i'm not necessarily advocating that everybody jump into a side business but you or maybe you take a percentage of that money and put it in euro bonds god bless you you dig or you take out an um employment insurance of some sort yeah you dig yeah um so so Thinking like that across the board, you're a market woman. So how do I make my market anti-fragile? Yes, so I keep an element of essential goods. God bless you. You dig so, but and guess what? Your 
finding out that your problem is X and then having a solution doesn't have to be instant. But it's something that you are conscious about and you're constantly working towards. And that, that's pretty much it. For me, that's the biggest lesson anybody at whatever level should be learning from this situation that we've plunged in. As far as I'm concerned, I feel like we should have wildcard events like this once every decade for the same way occasionally. I mean, except for outliers, I know there's one of them listening to this podcast mm-hmm. who never gets sick at all. But like occasionally we our um, immune system drops, not because there's anything wrong with us, but because like so your your body needs to turn over those T cells that um, attack the foreign bodies that come into your body. And then suddenly your immune system just pumps up yeah. and then it's really, really up for a long time. So we we need situations like this. Before it used to be that we would have um, recessions and um, um, fall in the capital markets. Yeah. But yeah. it looks like uh, that may not be happening as consistently anymore. Mm. You dig? So yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Which industries do you think um, are, you know, um, adapting the best to the pandemic? Technology. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been our way of life from the start, yeah. right? You have people working, already working remote. And in essence, in technology, what you're selling is, is just brain work at the end of the day. You're selling ideas. You're selling... Um, unquantifiable goods. So, any industry around being able to sell creativity, yeah, even OnlyFans, mm. you dig. <laughs> and the kind of um, content or the kind of intellectual property that is self-replicating. For instance, so with the OnlyFans, even though yes, you have to create content. Every so often. Mm-hmm. In fact, let's not use OnlyFans. Let's assume, Osage, you wrote a book now and you've written a book. So it's an ebook. You've already done all the labor that goes into putting together a book, unless you're doing another edition. Mm-hmm. But you, you would charge in perpetuity the same amount. Because you, yeah, you didn't sell it to 7 billion people at the go. So exactly. you can always. So suddenly you have recurrent. Um, um, mm. Revenue and all you need to focus on is marketing that product because it's exactly. there forever and you're exactly. not, you don't even need you don't need to iterate it you don't nope. it's, it's it's there it's okay. pretty much you're copying the zeros and ones mm. every new person who buys that product has just gotten a copy of the original mm. you're not going to work again on Monday you dig you're not um doing another pitch for a media campaign yeah yeah you, you dig it's, yeah. it's 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 your collateral. I want to be better expression. Content creators, are you guys listening? Uh, Jibola is giving you guys free game. Create <laughs> something. And, I, you know, a, a former colleague of mine actually did that. Yeah. You know, he, he he wrote a book and he's published his book and I bought his book. And awesome. He's pushing it. And then he's, you know, carrying out other marketing strategies like doing, you know, Instagram Live, doing yeah. Zooms. And then through those channels, he's, of course, you know, he's just ramping up sales. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty, pretty smart. Yeah. And it, the truth is, you, you can almost regardless of what you're doing, you can replicate that model and there's there's a market for almost everything out there. Mm. If you like to if you like to make paper sports cars, there's a group of people out there who are into paper sports cars. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. You dig so get it out there. Interesting, interesting. Well, um, we don't have any emails, obviously, because we've 
Yeah, we've been, we've been off for, the wagon for a second. Yeah, we've been away for weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, you guys, please make sure you hit us up. Fan mail at COVID-19 in Africa.info. Tell us how you are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and if you got COVID, let us know. <laughs> if you've been cured, let us know. Yeah, if you yeah. Recovered, it's, I think, it's valuable information. Yeah, it is. It mm-hmm. is. And um, you can also just mail us and tell us how you are navigating through these murky waters. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's something happening... Um, in the background that is not actually really, really being talked about mm-hmm. because there's a bigger groundswell, so to speak, happening and it's the COVID thing, right? And it's the fact that we really, truly are in the middle of, for want of a better expression, an, an economic pandemic. Mm. A whole bunch of people are losing their jobs consistently. Yeah. You, yeah. you dig and reach out to us, talk to us. How are you dealing with this new normal? If you lost your job, how are you... How you coping with it? How what? How are you getting past and getting um day to day? How are you improving yourself for your next ride in the wagon and so on and so forth? For the people in school who yeah. who are just at home, how are you getting past it? How are you how are you increasing what you know for for when school gets back into session? Send us an email. Let us know. Fantastic. Jibola, thank you so much for coming through. You're welcome. Jibola, Jibola took his time, flew back into Lagos, <laughs> just, you know, to record the podcast. And this is the first time we're actually recording it in yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, in person, yeah. So that's yeah, quite interesting yeah. as well. Yeah, it is. All yeah. right, so thank you so much. Um, yeah, man. And, and guys, thank you for listening, please. Where remember, I'm... hit us up, um, you know, um, and send us those emails and send us those messages. Yep, yep. Until the next episode, which will come earlier than usual. Yep, it will. Thank it you will. so much for listening. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye.